You ready? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm still thinking. <laughs> very, pro- very professional. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't call me pro, Jared. <laughs> no, I can't make a joke. It's a bad joke. Uh, nobody calls me pro, Jared. Nobody calls me pro, Jared. Loading saved game data. Do not touch the memory card or the power button. Welcome back to All Unsaved Progress Will Be Lost. Welcome back, everybody, for another episode of All Unsafe Progress Will Be Lost. I am your host, Jared, and I am joined as always by my good friend Patrick. Uh, the recording date is April 27th, 2022. You'll be hearing this later than that, but that's okay. How's it going, Jared? It's, it's going pretty good, Patrick. How are you? Well, it's uh, another bright, sunny day in California. 7.53 yeah. p.m. The sun doesn't go down for another three hours. Really? Yeah. That's uh, crazy. The sun, it, it, down here in Florida, the sun goes down at, like, fucking 6.45. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's going down later than it did because of the time change. Good lord. So. I've had to, yeah. uh, yeah, the, the lore now is that we've, uh, we moved out of our big house. We're, right. I'm, in, I still live in California, Patrick. I mean, Jared still lives in Florida. <laughs> I've already fucked it up. We've already ruined it. <laughs> uh, this is a unsafe progress coming straight at you directly to your eardrums. About Tunic, the yes. fun, fun fox game, cute fox game. This is our our quick our, our little quick save one shot on Tunic quirky little Zelda-inspired puzzle platform adventure game starring a fox wearing a tunic, hence the name. Thus the, the tunic. Um, I heard about this game for a while. This is actually one of the few games where I can say I have a leg up on Patrick because I've actually played a little more than him. It's true. We have, we've both finished the game, but yeah. Jared has progressed further in terms of getting 100% uh, progression. Yeah, I have gotten the good ending already. There is more than one ending. Mm-hmm. I do not think there is a third ending. I think there might be a completionist bonus for getting 100%. However, I have progressed far enough in the post-game, technically, that I think... I'm about to uncover the last, like, major, in quotes, secret of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Tunic, however, I think you can you, you can just safely get the bad ending and stop playing, if that's all you want to do. Um, yeah. Tunic is a game, again, like Patrick said, that is very much a uh, kind of Zelda-inspired, but 
and I don't know if, how familiar any of you are with the podcast, those of you listening. I have played some Zelda. I have beaten the first Zelda on the NES, technically on the Nintendo Switch. And I liked it. Uh, I liked it a lot. It's D- I can start, you know, seeing and parsing out its DNA in a lot of um, games I've been playing. And uh, this was a... First of all, I thought that this game was going to be cute. I I already knew I was going to like it because of the art, but I didn't know how much I would end up liking it. Mm-hmm. Because in addition to being a Zelda game, it is also, uh, spoiler alert, kind of a Souls-like. Yeah, for sure. So that surprised me. When I started like piecing it together, I was like, ah, oh, this is a Souls-like. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't what 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 inspired you to to play this game? Did you where'd you hear about it? Um some summer game announcement. I don't remember if it was the Game Awards or Summer Games Fest or E3 or whatever. Maybe one of the Xbox conferences cuz this was like a big like indie game from Xbox. Right. Uh that they were that they were pushing. Uh, the biggest reasons I wanted to play it were the art style and the fact that it looked like a Zelda game. Um, full stop. Particularly the fact that it looked like one of the older, more isometric Zelda titles. Um, Mm -hmm. we don't get those very often anymore. Um, when we do get, uh, speaking specifically to the Zelda franchise, I mean, um, we don't get, like, traditional, like, isometric Zelda games very much anymore. Uh, so when I do get a game that is very similar to that, um, kind of chomping at the bit for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were the, the two things that really uh, drew me straight away. It really gave me Link Between Worlds vibes. Um, a Link Between Worlds is in like my top three Zelda games. So I was like, okay, okay let's we, we got something here. And then, like, as more came out about the game or, like, some further gameplay was starting to come out, I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I will 100% play this. Yeah. And uh, it came out on Game Pass, and uh, I played it pretty quietly. Um, I didn't really tell anybody I was playing it until after I'd beaten it. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, It's funny. You posted on Twitter... You know, like, in a, in a year where Elden Ring came out, Tunic is one of the best games I've played this year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, it's a very nice, uh, bite-sized experience, I would say. This game's, this game's fantastic, you know? Bite-sized, in air quotes, because I think it's still gonna take you, like, ten hours to, to yeah. roll credits at least once, so. It's a bit, you know, it's a decent length for a game. I'd say ten hours is about, you know, average. Yeah. Um, I don't know what price they're charging for this game, but it is free on Game Pass. It is free on Games Pass. It is, I think, $30. Oh, that's totally worth it. Yeah. I, I could see people being like, I don't know, people are really picky about their price point with games. Yeah, especially especially indie titles. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know why, but y- yeah. I do not care how much I play for uh, pay for a game as long as it's good. Like, that's full stop. Yeah, as long as it's a good, satisfying, like, you know, that was an experience. Yeah. Um, It's hard for me to, like, not justify a game's price. Yeah. I mean, look, if I'm paying, like, I don't know, like, full price, like, 60 bucks, and you give me, like, a 10-hour-long game, 
as long as it's a good 10 hours, we're good. Like, I'm not oh, going to yeah. complain Full about stop. it. I mean, I've had this conversation with you on this show before, yeah. and I've posted about it on my Twitter more than once, I'm I'm sure at this point. But yeah, I mean, Resident, Resident Evil 8 was a $60 game that I beat in 10 hours. Loved the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of my favorite games last year. So, you know. Yeah. I'm not one of those, like, number-crunching, like, dollar-spent-to-hours-played-ratio-people. Yeah, dollar, I hate that shit. Yeah, dude. that shit's stinky. Um, anyway, I didn't pay for Tunic because I have Games Pass, but if I were to have paid for Tunic, uh, I would have gladly given $30 up for this game. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I think I might just buy this game again just to support the dev. I don't, I don't know if I will yeah, yeah. play it again. I might just play it to get the, the, the first ending, just because it is a satisfying like five to six hours trying to go for yeah you know and it's funny because like the the bad ending air quotes isn't really like you know what i mean like it's, it's not like bad yeah, it's not bad I mean? it's not like oh you're, you're it's like it's a really satisfying ending like which, it's a it's a good ending it's just like it's not the complete ending i will say i'm sorry that we keep talking about the ending before we're even like talking really digging into the game <laughs> but like the, it's important the good ending really is not that satisfying for what you you go through to get there's no like huge plot revelation at the end of it it's just kind of like well you did it yeah. the most satisfying thing is figuring out like the big puzzle uh which i will not spoil um here uh, well i might towards the end if time permits uh and patrick will let me but I, <laughs> I'll, I'll just like i'll allude to it but i won't like tell you how to solve it sure so this game is actually really cool because, again, I, I feel like it's it's cool that it just kind of leaves you to your devices. Like, mm -hmm. you start yeah. waking up, you get big Link's Awakening vibes from dude who has only played Link's Awakening for two hours. <laughs> for two hours. Um, <laughs> but you do Guy wake up- only played Link's Awakening <laughs> one time. Getting, getting big. big Link's Awakening vibes from this. Yeah. Uh, it's actually kind of interesting the way- um, the game kind of progresses because it gives you like I feel like this is true of probably most Zelda games I'm gonna take a, a shot in the dark here where it gives you this kind of like an open-ish kind of like start where you can go to a bunch of places but a lot of it's blocked off and it's kind of railroads you into going one place and then as you go to that one place you get something you know like a like a tool or a power-up that lets you uh, now more easily navigate these areas, lets you access places you couldn't access before. And that actually, I think like the first hour of this game is really cool for that because you um, go into the forest and you have a stick, that's all you have. You just got a stick and the, and the dodge roll, that's all you get. Um, and enemies can really quickly kill you. They are really kind of tough enemies, they don't mess around. So, you know, I've watched people play this. I've watched them kind of struggle, being like, am I, am I going the right way? Is this the way you're supposed to do this? Eventually, they do find the sword. And the sword, I think, like, struggling the first, like, 15, 30 minutes of the game is worth it. Because once you get that sword, it's like, buddy, you're in business. Like, now, now it's like, not only do enemies go down way easier, 
You have a combo you can pull off that thrusts you forward. You can cut down bushes, which gives you access to new areas. Um, what I also really like is how they strategically do not give you a shield until after you finish this like whole tutorial and you fought at least one boss. Um, I think that's really smart. I like that they do that. They put it in a really kind of weird kind of place. But it makes it so that like players don't rely on the shield. Yeah. Also, the shield has a parry for some reason. <laughs> uh, I have only parried an enemy once, and I really had to try to get it to work. God gamer. And um, I'm gonna be honest, it's uh, uh, this game is not perfect, but I think it is for what like what kind of game I'm looking for. It is really close to perfect for me. Um, but the parry is is just like a weird kind of inclusion because it doesn't really add much. There's not a lot of utility for it, and it takes like two seconds to wind up. Mm -hmm. Like in the time it takes you to to like charge up a parry, like an enemy will have attacked you like twice. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Now, granted, there is a card I think that makes your parry window faster. However. The cards are not really well explained. You kind of have to experiment with them. Actually, one of the one of the big things I'd like to like compliment this game on is how it uses the manual. This is the only game I've played that has gotten me excited to find tutorials. Because I'm just like, I'll find a manual page and I'll be like, ah, oh, knowledge. Then I'll 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 open <laughs> it up and I'll and I'll look at it and I'll be like I don't understand any of this. It's a language I don't know. Yeah. Um. Which I really like. People are just like, why can't I read anything? It's it's on purpose. The game is is, you know, deceptively trying to obscure some information from you, which I think works. Some some words are in English. Important information is in English. Fun fun fact: uh, there is actually like a cipher in the game you can use to translate the language. It is a real language that can be translated, and I think you actually do have to translate it to yeah. figure out some puzzles. However, I'll be honest, I did not want to go through that kind of effort, <laughs> so I did look up a translation yeah. of the manual. Yeah, eventually some of it is deciphered. Yeah. Um, but it it is, you know, the game does... And like the devs have talked about how like it's it's intentional, you know, the the player character is in a world that is supposed to feel like it's it's not made for them. That's why you can't read the language in the beginning, and there's no real sense of direction. Yeah. Um, which is cool. I like that. Um, as someone who just got done playing Elden Ring, you know, kind of reminds me of Elden Ring a little bit. Um, it's like Elden Ring. Really we're makes gonna be you doing feel this, like tunic. We're gonna be doing this for like the next five years. Everything <laughs> is Elden Ring. Sorry about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, actually, I would say the tunic reminds me more of like Dark Souls One, just yeah. because the, it's mainly like first conceit is like ring the two bells. I was like, oh, classic. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's very obviously inspired by that kind of like. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What's next? You want me to fight Chaos Witch Quaylog? Like, yeah. Come, come on, on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on now. 
but I, I really liked in the first area when you beat the first boss, it kind of like loops around to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is, you do, spoiler, that you do unlock a, like, a fast travel later, mm -hmm. but you really do have to, like, go back to a lot of places. Like, it's very loose fast travel, too. Because right. it's in, like, it's in locations that don't feel very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Convenient to travel to. So you really have to be like, okay... I can, like, travel from this area to this area, but it's only, like, if you know it's gonna be a long walk, like, you don't wanna do that, like... I think that, really, the, the, the area... Ring it, ring the second bell is this whole ordeal. Because you do have to go to, um... Through the well. Which I think was a, uh, demo area before. This was also the area I found out there were, uh, illusionary... Not illusionary walls, but, like, walls you could unlock. If you run into them. Uh, which, I, I saw another streamer do that. That's the only reason I know they exist. Uh, and it made me just be like, oh shit, like, <laughs> how many of these have I missed? Yeah. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff you figure out here. You get a, uh, like a lantern that lets you, like, light it. This really cool, uh, I, don't, I forgot what it's called. It was like the dark tomb or something. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Really good use of lighting. Ends with this phenomenal, like, reveal. Where, like, it, you know, the, the doors open, all this light pours in. Really, really visually striking. And then you get to, I think it's called... What is it? The West Garden. Uh, which is where you fight... I forgot what is... I, I don't remember what is the thing. Like a... Big... Robot. You fight a big robot. <laughs> big, big robot. Definitely reminds me... This is when it was, like, really starting to remind me of Dark Souls. It's like classic Dark Souls, like... Enemy does a 1-2-3 hit, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Charging up attacks and stuff. Yeah, I definitely... I get what you mean, for sure. And then the game really opens up after you ring the two bells, because then it literally becomes a, uh... Like, figuring out where you need to go. What, like, what to do. I think there is an intended way... To... Conquer... Like... Each area, like, what you're supposed to be doing in each area. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes... East... East Forest, where you fight the Siege Engine, Ruined Atoll, and then the Quarry. I don't know if mm -hmm. that's the order you did it in. Um, I think I did Quarry second. So you must have done the, uh, the, the Atoll first then? Yeah. Yeah, because the Atoll gives you the, um, spoiler, uh, it gives you an item <laughs> that you need to activate the... Uh, the pillar, I guess. I don't know what they're called, but like... Oh, right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you needed to activate the shrines in the area, which is like the bonfire of yeah. Tunic's world. And it's interesting, too, because it's like, not all of them are on by default. You actually have to turn on the power for them. You know how... You have to know how to turn on the pillars. <laughs> Big COD Zombies vibes, if I'm being honest yeah. with you. <laughs> it feels like... Um. It, it does feel like you're constantly figuring out these little Easter eggs. 
Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, it's also really cool because like the devs, um, if you haven't watched the the devs react to the the speedrun video that IGN put out of this, I highly recommend you watch it because it's super informative on the way that they designed the game. Mm. And um, you know, they designed it very intentionally. Like, yeah, like you could do this, but like they designed it very intentionally. Like, if you know where certain things are right off the bat, like. Go ahead and skip chunks of the game. Go straight to the things that you think are the most important to you and will help you the most. And, like, you can just, like, fucking, you know, cut around and do whatever you want. Like, yeah. it's it's very, like, open like that on purpose. Um, which is really cool. Because um, there are some really strong upgrades that you can get pretty early on. If yeah. you just, if you know where they are. And how to access them, which, you know, what what is your favorite, like, weapon slash upgrade in this game, except the crown, because I know that's what you're going to say. Uh, <laughs> let me think. Uh, so, it, not an item, but, like, an actual, like, weapon. Upgrade item, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, mine's, uh, like, per like, personally, mine's the ice knife. Like The ice knife, that's a good one. Um, I think that one's super cool. Pun not intended, whatever. Yeah, I mean it is it is pretty uh I'm thinking the one I use the most uh, after a while it, you really just become too strong to be stopped. Uh, so yeah, you do kind of <laughs> snowball into this like adorable little death machine. Yeah. You really do. <laughs> uh okay, well this one's another spoiler. So again, if you're still listening As to this, I'm sorry spoilers, that I'm... <laughs> spoilers abound. We'll put spoilers in parentheses <laughs> of this title. Yeah, I'm ruining like... the whole game experience, but if you're not going to play the game, like, you know, might as well just give you the uh, the rundown. It's the shotgun. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew you were either going to say the crown or the shotgun. <laughs> yeah, and you, know, you told me I couldn't pick the crown, so... Yeah. It's the shotgun. The shotgun owns, <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah, it does take, like, a whole bar of mana to use it but like it does Dude, work who cares like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like once you get the inverted ash card and you can turn your healing items into like mana potions it's like come on come on now come like, on uh there is a need to get violent yeah. actually uh Every single time I use the shotgun, I just hear Meat Hook from the Doom Eternal OST. <laughs> you just hear head. the first note of Meat Hook. Yeah, bam. You're just like, what was that? What was that noise, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually, here's another thing I like about this game, is how it treats uh, stamina. There's another thing that I think they could have gone further on. It's because in Dark Souls, when you run out of stamina, it just means you can't, like do certain uh, like movements for like a few seconds or something in tunic when you run out of stamina you're in a deficit it actually punishes you for running out of stamina because yeah you can't when you're in the red you cannot you cannot dodge roll um you can still attack you can still like try to you know press a to like jump forward a little but like you are in a if you get hit, it does more damage to you. So it really incentivizes you to, like, watch your stamina, because it's critical. And I feel like this is something that a lot of players don't get. And you can probably go through this game and, like, at some point you will just eventually be strong enough to where it doesn't really matter. Um, but I feel like, for me personally, I really like that aspect of it. I think they could have gone even further. Uh, trying to reinforce players' uh, play styles like that, because 
I think they they should have done it where you where you can't attack, you can't run, like you just really need to like keep an eye on your stamina. I feel like that would have done wonders for this game because it really, it's it's interesting because it made me rethink my playstyle in like other games. Like I've been playing Dark Souls one again, alongside Elden Ring, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I've been like keeping an eye on my stamina because I'm like, I need to have a lot of stamina all the time, <laughs> like. I do not want to run out at an inconvenient moment. It's less punishing in the Souls games, believe it or not. Can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. But it's, you know, like, it doesn't really focus on it. Tunic Tunic focuses on it, which I think is really interesting for Souls-like to do, to, like, put a twist on on the formula. Yeah. Um, Trying to think of, like, other things I can talk about. Uh, I mean, we could just talk about how the crown turns the game into Hyperlight Drifter. We could. Spoilers again, but again, obviously yes. all of it's spoilers. Sorry, spoilers alert. The big, like, the the last major upgrade you get in the game for beating the last, like, major it, dungeon it lets br- you fucking warp around like Hyperlight Drifter. It, yeah, I, I think it and comes at a, sick as shit. a great moment, too, because I feel like everything leading up to that gauntlet at the end of the cathedral is like so fucking aggravating <laughs> it's the only area in the game i would describe as like really and then, and then smartly the game actually lets you make use of it by putting a crazy boss in your way right at the end of the game right after you get that upgrade yeah uh it's smart all right it's a smart game it's very smart. I loved all the dungeons that you have to get for uh, the, the keys or whatever, the three uh, hexagon keys. Yeah. Eastern <laughs> Vault, not super memorable most of the time. The most memorable part of the Eastern Vault for me was uh, figuring out how to how to pray, I think. And then also the Siege Engine is a, is a fucking lit boss actually like a really well done like uh souls like boss and i've watched people play siege engine and they just like so, some of them do get stuck some of them do like hit a wall for a bit but they do overcome it which i do like to see and that's a sign of like a, a well-made game the ruined atoll interesting uh i would never have figured out how to get here if i hadn't watched jordan so thanks jordan a lot of interesting little uh, like tidbits pieces of lore you can find here you do get the grappling hook which is actually literally just uh i have the manual in front of me right now actually um i i want to read you the um the description for uh the grappling hook because it's really funny it is not it is called a magic orb and it says, rotate it around the forbidden axis and partially summon a discreet being. So you're not, that's not a grappling hook. You're like summoning like a, like a creature <laughs> to grapple. Yeah. And I think that's really fucking cool. Nah, yeah, that's pretty sick. It's a really cool piece of lore. Um, you do fight, you go, you get to, um, the library in the sky after activating all the, uh, the pillars in, in the ruined atoll. Really, really cool area. The librarian is just an okay boss. I think his his spectacle outshines how actually difficult the boss is, which is not that hard. I beat him on my first try. 
Mm-hmm. Um, God gamer. Now the quarry. Oh man, the quarry fucking owns, dude. This 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 area is really like tough, and it's like not afraid to be tough. You also find the shotgun here, so like obviously, like you gotta rip the shotgun. Yeah, bias being what it is, you know. Yeah, you have to deal contend with the miasma and like all these crystals that do actually like permanent damage to your health when you're around them. The only way to undo it is to rest at a shrine, which, you know, resets all the enemies. You do get a card here that gives you a gas mask that lets you, like, gives you, get, makes you immune to, like, most miasma. Um, but you do have to use a, a slot to, uh, to equip it, so it's, like, give and take. Yeah. And then you go underground, under the ziggurat, as it's called, or something like that, and... The game just drops lore bomb after lore bomb on you. I still don't a hundred percent understand what is going on. All I know is that when you get to the end of this zone, and you see like, and and you start to understand like there, um, there's like creatures inside of the pillars, like living creatures powering them. And then you, and then before the boss, you see this like literal ocean of pillars like hundreds of thousands of pillars you're just like jesus christ like really cool moment and the scavenger is a, is a pretty tough boss too i feel like a, a few of my friends have actually gotten stuck on on the scavenger yeah but it's a good boss and then of course the game uh you kind of have to figure out where to go after you get all the keys you find the air the air slaps your shit silly because you're not ready if you beat the air the first time, you are a god gamer. Facts. Because it's it's really fucking hard. Um, and then they throw you into the dark world, no upgrades. It does make you feel disempowered, but once you get that um, that hyperlight drifter crown, and you start to understand what all the heroes' graves are for, um, and you start to like reclaim your upgrades, that's when the game becomes really interesting again. At like the the last stretch yeah for sure yeah buddy it's on yeah and they actually give you some hard like hard fights to go up against there's one in the quarry where one of the one of the creatures ambushes you and i think you only have to fight the creature once it's not like a boss fight but it feels like a boss fight because of how like frantic it is and how like one hit can kill you uh, probably one of the only moments where the game well not one of the only but like one of the few moments in the game where it just feels like straight up Dark Souls again where it's like oh we're, this is how we're doing it like but you have yeah. the tools like you have the dash now so it's like easier right I mean yeah and I mean we kind of just have to talk about the air right I mean yeah I mean let's be honest this boss is fucking lit this is like the best boss in the game no best contest. boss in the game, one of the best bosses in game. Yes. Not a, not even uh, a question. It, yeah, this is the whole spectacle, the whole face. I mean, it's a classic, like, Souls, like, all the signs, trademarks, like, good Souls boss design. And yeah. it has it. And it's really fun. <laughs> it's like... No, it's a great boss. Like, you have all your upgrades back, plus the coolest one in the game. Yeah. Like, he has an interesting moveset. He has a second phase, just when you think he's down for the count. Like, yeah. It's, it's really it's everything the get good moment in tunic yeah for sure but yeah uh and and that's where the game would end if that's how you're you're planning on leaving it um 
However, uh, again, and also, by the way, if you just want to end the game there, that's, like, totally fine. If you're just like, well... Yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. Yeah, the game's fine. Some of the puzzles were a little tough and, like, head-scratching. Um, just leave it there. Like, it's not... You look up the good ending, because it's not it's nothing to write home about. But it is kind of interesting. But if you're like me, and you want more, and you want to solve puzzles, the, the whole post-game quest for the good ending requires you to get all the pages of the manual you do not get the last one until you solve the puzzle that opens the door in the mountains now this is one of the not the toughest puzzle I've ever done in a game definitely one of the more complex ones it definitely requires you to use a lot of your brain power to figure it out and I did figure it out and I had the and I had the fucking um, the answer on a sheet of paper in front of me. I literally had to like draw it out to make sense of it, which is one of the think th- uh, things this game does that's really interesting. Um, I won't spoil all of it. I will say that you really need to use your eyes when you're you like really hone in on each like. Oh man, I wear glasses. My eyes aren't good. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll just leave it at that. It's, it's it's a really interesting puzzle to solve. And after you get the good ending, if you're like me, you're still not done because you want to go for 100%. There is, like, an optional extra quest, basically, that revolves around you finding a bunch of hidden items as well as lost souls, in a way, that you can find in chests. They're just, like, little sprites, basically. Well, if you get 10, you, I think they give you a manual page that you need to get the true ending. If you get 15, I think, you unlock a warp to an interesting area that, uh, I think is, like, the, the very end, like, the last big secret. And to figure out what you need to do there, you have to translate a part of the manual which I am not doing, so I just looked up the manual translation. Uh, so I think I know what I have to do. You cheated the game and yourself. <laughs> Look, if I was like a linguist, I wouldn't have a problem doing it, but it's just not me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just been interesting. It's been an interesting thing start to finish. I really liked the puzzle-solving aspect of the post-game. A lot of reviews on Steam are like, this isn't what I signed up for, and like, are not recommended on that front, and I think that's a little harsh. Because like, honestly, if it's like, if it's not what you signed up for, if you're not gelling with the puzzles, just don't do the post-game, don't get the good ending, it's that simple. Yeah. The good ending is honestly not worth it, it's only worth it if you want to have the satisfaction of solving the last big puzzle in the game. Yeah. Which is, again, a really good puzzle to solve. Tunic! Definitely try it out. I will not spoil everything. I will say that figuring out what the Holy Cross is is a really interesting journey. You start seeing things where you didn't see them before. You you become adept at what mm-hmm. the game is showing you. it ha- The Tunic has a very strong visual style, and it also has a very strong 
visual language. It, it really shows and communicates a lot to you without using many words, and I think that's really special. This game fucking owns. You owe it to yourself to play it. If you haven't yet, and you're still listening to this for some reason, I've probably spoiled most of it already, but god damn it, it, it is worth it to experience it. It's worth playing it, because for as much as we've spoiled, we've given you, like, zero context. Yeah. Like, we have, we have said certain events and certain upgrades, but it's worth playing to experience the journey to them and around them. Because uh, this game is really special. I feel like we don't get games like this very often. And, uh, yeah, just, just play it. Check it out. That's all I gotta say about tuning. Phenomenal Same. game. Excellent game. How would you score it at a ten? Strong nine. Yeah, I I would say like nine, nine and a half. It's yeah, it's like literally just a f like a few more features. I think like a few more. Like I have a few gripes that just do take a bit away. But if, all because, like, I don't know, handful of suggestions, uh, let enemies follow you down ladders. <laughs> or up ladders. Uh, let more enemies infight with each other. The infighting is actually, like, let them damage each other when they swing. That's really cool. Cool idea. Mm -hmm. Um, make stamina loss more punishing. Make the parry window shorter. <laughs> If you want me to use the parry. <laughs> uh, that's really all I can think of for now. I'm, I'm sure there's like others. But yeah. Play it. Do dick. Do dick. That'll be it for me. Back to you, Jared. And uh, that'll be it for me as well. So thank you for listening to this thank very you for silly tuning in. podcast. Thank you for uh, sticking around. Thank you for sustaining and, uh, us in our lifeblood. Supporting blood. the show. Uh, if you happen to make donations to our anchor page, I haven't looked in a while. Uh, thanks. thanks. We appreciate it. Suckers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh Oh, shit. Uh, have a good night, everybody. Don't let the bed bugs bite. And remember, all unsafe progress will be lost. <laughs>